I wish I could give you an exact time for this story, but I don't know what days are anymore. So let's just say not that long ago. Um, so within the past year, uh, my kiddo was upset about something and I did what parents do, right? I tried to fix it just as I did with skinned knees and various bumps and bruises. I tried to bandage what was hurt and give it a kiss because parent kisses heal everything, right? So uh, as I tried to offer solutions and what I thought were very helpful suggestions, my 10-year-old tween looked at me and said, Mom, you are not listening. Now, in trying to make things better, I missed what was really wrong. I didn't listen, really. It wasn't the first time, certainly will not be the last. I just wanted to make the pain she was feeling go away. I just wanted to make her feel better. It's totally normal, also not the most helpful, right? This is pretty common for us. How often do we hear of someone's pain or suffering or challenge they are going through and quickly move into how to make it better? Just need to open up my mom bag and whip out that mini first aid kit with colorful band-aids and neosporin and it will fix everything. Mom, you're not listening. Today's theme for our Lenten series in Again and Again is the series, the, the theme is Again and Again We Listen. The thread of the disciples' inability to listen to what Jesus is saying is front and center in today's gospel story, and it felt so familiar to me, especially in light of the last sermon I preached where God asked these same disciples to listen to Jesus. This is my son. Listen to him. Now, to fully understand this section of Mark's gospel in front of us, today, you have to jump back just a few verses where Jesus asks the disciples, who do people say that I am? Now, they give him some wrong answers, and when he asks them, well, who do you say that I am? Peter responds with a very confident and emphatic, you are the Messiah. And Jesus agrees. I mean, he basically says, yeah, that's right, but just don't tell anybody, okay? This is what sets up our section of scripture this morning. Jesus has confirmed who he is to the disciples. He has just done this. And then the next verse says, Jesus began to teach them that the Son of God must undergo great suffering. But they aren't listening. At least, we're pretty sure Peter isn't listening. He is half hearing what Jesus is saying, but inside I imagine him celebrating being right. Nailed it, Peter thinks. And the rest of the disciples are also just excited that Jesus is the Messiah, confirmed at the source. They followed the right guy, back the right horse, all the metaphors. I imagine little thought dream bubbles above each one's head filled with images of fame and fortune and what this might mean for them. And then piercing through the daydream of crowds cheering his name, Peter, Peter. Peter hears Jesus say, I'm going to suffer and die. And Peter's like, wait, what? That... That is not the plan. That's not how this is supposed to go. Not at all, Jesus. This is not supposed to be the way it is. And he says this to Jesus. This must not be. 
And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Now, before we fully condemn Peter here, I want us to think about how familiar Peter's response is. This is how many of us respond to a hard truth. We avoid eye contact when someone is begging on the side of the road. We try to bright side news after hearing a difficult diagnosis or when a friend tells us that they're just not okay right now. Or we change subjects quickly when someone tries to tell us about a hard thing they are going through or have gone through. It's normal and it's human and we have likely all done it. I mean, based on my story at the start, you know I have. And I know many of you have experienced this. We are not great at hearing or sitting in the hard stuff. See, Jesus is not preaching a prosperity gospel here, but boy, the disciples not want to hear anything else. They think Jesus is the Messiah, so now everything is going to be great. We are following Jesus. We picked the right guy, so we're going to get everything we've ever dreamed of. We are going to get our best life now. Jesus says that following him comes at a cost. And this isn't that you follow Jesus, your life gets hard. That's not what this means. This means that a part of living is suffering. That suffering is a part of our life, a part that not even the Son of God, the Messiah, can escape. Jesus is open about this very real, very true part of life. And Peter does not want to hear it. I think we can't condemn Peter because we are Peter. Peter is impulsive and passionate and he speaks without thinking. And yet here we see he just wants Jesus to give him a better story. Can you blame him? No one wants to hear that suffering is real, that life is hard that things won't get easier just because you believe in Jesus. I get this. I get not wanting to hear it. I get wanting to say, listen, this cannot be true, Jesus. It just can't be true. But for those of us who have suffered, who have experienced the worst things, we know full well that life is hard. Well, then the words of Jesus today feel a lot less like a balloon popping and more like grace. Because in these words Jesus speaks today, he speaks of resurrection. Peter and the disciples kind of miss that part. They're so stuck on avoiding the hard feelings that they miss what comes next. They're in the midst of pushing back, recoiling almost, and forming their rebuttal argument for why suffering isn't a part of the image of the Messiah, that they miss the actual part of the Messiah that matters the most. That suffering and hard things and death are not the end of the story. And I think this can be a part of the story we miss in Lent, too especially this year when we feel like, you know, we never really left Lent at Easter last year. It just kind of hung around, right? We've been in the wilderness for a while. But the message of today's gospel is that avoiding feelings and pain and suffering 
That doesn't make it less real or true or even less possible. In fact, ignoring the suffering of others only makes it more painful for those who are experiencing it. If someone has ever belittled your pain, you know why Jesus tells Peter to get out of my face. Again and again, we listen. And it's not just about listening to God, but also listening to each other. This call for us to listen to the suffering of those we love, to the hard times and the difficulties, to listen to what people are saying to us. On Ash Wednesday, Reverend Carla Christopher, a poet and preacher and community organizer from York, Pennsylvania, wrote an article called Undone by Grief. In it, she wrote about not hiding our pain from the world in maybe my new favorite phrase that she called performative okayness. She said, I have performed. I have acted as if everything was okay, as if I was okay. I have paraded in front of my congregation's altar and my personal social media accounts and Zoom game nights as if my heart wasn't utterly broken more times than I can count. Not for the glory of Jesus, who allowed himself to be utterly broken in front of the public eye, having total faith that God would bind his wounds on the other side of death. For my own glory, then. Performative okayness instead of the witness of vulnerability and trust that Jesus offered. Jesus shows us on the cross that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be hurting. It's okay to cry out in pain, to be worried about the people with you, to rage against God and the world, and to be in the midst of trauma. I read this and I wondered what it might look like if we, as a community, were really honest about our struggles. If we stopped performing okayness if we told the truth, even when the truth hurts. And when someone else tells us about their suffering, we don't look away. We don't try to make it more palatable, but again and again, we listen. We listen to the truth that life is hard, but not meant to be lived alone. This Lent, I wonder if we can commit to this, Prince of Peace. Commit to be honest. If we can walk together during another challenging season where it seems like Lent didn't begin again but simply never ended, can we maybe also talk about the walls we are hitting and the pain that we feel and the fear that we have? Can we do this? Again, Pastor Carla says, our minds may not have the answer, but our bodies carry ancient wisdom. We journey together in spirit and in truth. We begin by being present in our weary or struggling bodies and offering up to God and God's people the weight that we carry. I've regularly written in my weekly devotional uplift that a load shared is a weight shared. 
You have the weight when you share it with somebody. And this is what we can do for each other. So I'm going to ask you for just a moment to be present, not as you aspire to be or not performing okayness, but just as you are. Take a moment and tell yourself the truth about your life, about the world. And you do this first by being present. So I want you to close your eyes. If you're sitting or standing on a couch or chair or the floor or wherever, feel where your body is connected to the ground. Feel your breath as it flows in and out. Commit to start telling the truth here first. And then together, again and again, we listen. So do we hear the word of God spoken to us again today that we go into a world that we know is not easy and that is chaotic and hard and full of suffering and pain, but we do not and never do go alone. God goes with us and in a community of faith, we go with each other. None of us go alone into this world. So take this word of grace and love that is given to you today out with you into a world that is hurting and needs to hear it. Let it feed you and bring it with you as you go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.